The Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference presents Women Veterans, 21st Century Issues and Opportunities, a professional development seminar. Featuring Director, Woman Veteran-Owned Small Business Initiative for the Department of Veterans Affairs, Michelle Gardner, Inc. President and CEO of LaunchTech LLC, Venus Quates. CEO of Arlo Solutions, Lanye Ford. Federal Business Development Manager for Verizon, Brandilyn Collins Garrison, and Vice Chair of the Defense Advisory Committee for Women in Service, Sergeant Major Michelle Jones. As a vital part of the armed forces community, women have served valiantly in America's wars and conflicts throughout history. During training and deployment, women learn how to do things for themselves, scrutinized about whether they're strong enough, mentally fit enough, or capable enough, women can't accept any favors. What does the future look like for women veterans in the 21st century? This session will address how women veterans can position themselves for leadership success. Without further ado, the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference presents Women Veterans. 21st Century Issues and Opportunities, featuring Michelle Gardner, Inc., Venus Coates, Lanye Ford, Brandilyn Collins Garrison, and Sergeant Major Michelle Jones. All right, welcome everyone. Uh, if you can go ahead and get seated, I just want to Thank everybody for coming and participating in this session. Uh, we will be discussing the future is female, uh, women veterans, and we have a lot of special guests here in the room, and this is going to be very special. Um, I, with me right now, I have the moderator who will introduce the rest of the panel and the special guests, um, Michelle Gardner, Inc., She's the director of Women Veterans Own Small Business Initiative for the Department of Veteran Affairs and architect behind the hashtag VetBizLadyMovement. Good afternoon. Thank you so much. We're going to have an amazing time. We're going to be relaxed. I'm going to just be me, and you'll soon get to know that um, I'm free. <laughs> so um, let me tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, I've never been without a uh, military ID card. I'm a military brat. My father spent 30 years in the Army. Uh, he was one of the first Army Corps of Engineers in the, in the United States Army. I already said that. But um, we are Tuskegee family. So all, my entire family graduated from Tuskegee. My brother was a vet as well. My mother was Army Wife of the Year. So uh, from there, I went to... Uh, Tuskegee as a four-year ROTC um, graduate. And uh, then from there, I've been in the Air Force for 27 years, and I retired <clears throat> so many years ago. And uh, I'm now at the Department of Veteran Affairs. I'm also married to an Air Force veteran. So I understand all of the various roles of being a veteran and a military spouse and a military brat. Um, which makes me, uh, I think, perfect for um, this program in which I feel richly blessed to be in charge of. 
Uh, it's more like mission work. It's not work. And so uh, if anybody knows when you can marry your passion uh, with uh, something uh, that you get paid to do, you, you, man, it's, it's amazing. So um, this program started out because women veterans are the largest growing demographic in America. Let me say that again. That's why people say, oof, the, the future is female. That might be a little strong. No, it's real. We are the largest growing demographic. Second of all, uh, SBA did a study in 2017. They looked at all newly started businesses. 50% of all new businesses are started by women. 50% of those are minority. Um, then, if you don't know, VA is the only federal agency which, by law, is mandated to give a certain portion of its contracts to veterans. When we looked at the database, which every veteran who wants to get a contract must be certified or verified uh, by our process, we have 15,000 or so male companies in uh, the database. And guess what? Less than 9% are women. So the challenge is not are women capable, and that's why it's such a delight for me to, uh, to be in charge of this program. Our military background gives us leadership. We understand serving others. That's why these ladies are continuing to serve their country by providing their services, their products, to make this country continue to be great. The young lady in the middle, she's dedicated her life to small business. If you understand what makes this country work, what, what makes this country go, it is small business. Big business gets a lot of attention, but it's really small business. And so that's why this program was started and they asked me to do a study and I said, I'm not studying anything. We gathered uh, last year about 30 women together. We went through a six-month process of which two of these ladies are graduates. And every month they came in and began to understand what does it take to be successful? How do they band together? This is a key thing. Women, if we band together, we can get billion-dollar deals. We must learn to work together. We don't have the capacity nor the capability to do everything, but together we can do anything. So, um, uh, and, I, and I, I, don't get me wrong, no hate on men, love, love, love. So, but, but I just wanna say, based on the numbers, based on the demographics, uh, the future is female. So enough about me, enough about the program, but let me say this. Uh, the ladies that went through the program, their, their income average was about 1.7 million. We had a high at about 30 million. These ladies are well beyond that and will blow, they're, they're just killing it. That's why uh, they've been chosen. And they proudly admit that they're under 41. <laughs> Which I think is just amazing. You know, I got to where I'm like 50 <clears throat> something. I don't uh, I, don't, I don't count anymore. I just kind of grouped the whole decade uh, with that I'm 50, fine, and fabulous, and I'm just leaving it right there. So uh, as you see, I will talk trash. We're going we to laugh. We're going to have a good time. Uh, so let me get on to the reason why you're here, and that is to showcase uh, these amazing uh, ladies. 
But before I do that, I would like to um, introduce a couple of special guests. Uh, we have um, Mr. Emmanuel Ajavan. Uh, he is, uh, please put your hand up, sir. Uh, he is the um, director for Tuck uh, Diversity Business Development Program, and that's located at Dartmouth College. Uh, they have been for years the only U.S. institution dedicated to improving small business for underrepresented communities. So it's a delight to have you. Thank you so much. And then we also have um, Sergeant Major retired Michelle Jones. She's amazing in her own right, a distinguished veteran. She was a command sergeant major. She worked for the Obama administration. She has been in charge of thousands of troops. And now she is leading women uh, military issues as the vice chair of the defense um, advisory committee. I know it's called Dakowitz, but I'm like a better advisory committee for women in service. So uh, Michelle Jones, thank you, Sergeant Major. And uh, we'll get an opportunity for you to hear a little bit about what she's doing a little bit later. But now on to the, the ladies at hand. So I'm going to introduce our small business diva first, Brandilyn. <laughs> uh, Collins Garrison, uh, she is uh, from Verizon. Uh, we met uh, last year and the, the connection was immediate. Her passion for the small business community, uh, her attention, she was one of our sponsors um, of the graduation of these ladies. Uh, she has um, also uh, decided uh, under her uh, power and control to uh, reach out to these two ladies on the side and, and uh, look at partnerships and, and future business with them. And that is tremendously exciting. So let me just say that she's got over 15 years of uh, federal and contract um, IT experience as well as um, other years in the small business community. And it's a delight to have her as a partner and uh, you know, someone who's as passionate about this as I am. Thank you so much. Uh, and before I leave Verizon, I would be remiss if I, okay, no, really? <laughs> David also is a great supporter. Thank you, David. I appreciate you wanting to, uh, to be humble. Um, you know, I have always said that the Air Force is the best service for women. Yeah. I just got through telling a, yes, I just got tell, through telling these, these two uh, uh, Marine Corps uh, troops up here uh, that I was scared to go in, uh, in the Marine Corps because there was too much running. Because the, the logic of a 17-year-old was, I'd seen my, my dad in the Army, but the logic of a 17-year-old was that um, PE, which is you know physical education, or ROTC, because Tuskegee back in the day was a federally funded school, and every student had to take ROTC or PE. So I said, oh, I'm going to join ROTC, not knowing that involved running. <laughs> so um, you know, I just never wanted to get my nails dirty. Uh, I didn't want to sweat too much, so the Air Force seemed like a great choice. <laughs> but with that, can't you tell these two ladies are also Air Force? 
Yes, and killing it. So, um, first of all, let me talk about uh, Ms. Lanier Ford of Arlo Solutions. Uh, she found, she's a founder and CEO. Uh, she is, both of these ladies before, let me back up, are the royal flush of small business. Now, if you don't know what that means, that means they're a minority, they're a woman, and they're a veteran. That's the royal flush as far as business development for, for uh, small business is concerned. But back to Lanye. Lanye um, is the CEO uh, of Arlo Solutions. It's a service-disabled, minority-owned company, and they are focused on cost-effective IT solutions. They do a lot of business with the Air Force and others. I'm gonna let, I'll let them tell more about that later. But both of these ladies are the best in tech. So let's welcome Lanye. And then, uh, Miss V, as I call her. Venus Quates is the president, founder, and CEO of Logitech Services. Uh, she's been uh, in the IT arena for about 20 years. Um, as I said, she was the Air Force. She's also Royal Flush. And uh, they are all about being the best in tech and bring us strategic, excuse me, strategic solutions to market. Uh, they do a lot in the commercial arena. She's out of New York. They do business with the state, as well as many other federal and commercial entities. So with that, uh, let's give a round of applause for our, our uh, panel. And then let's get started, ladies. So first, um, Brandilyn, let's, let's um, what made you decide you've been in the procurement arena? Um, what made you want to focus on small business? So not only the right thing, but the smart thing. Thank you. Um, so Venus, how would you say your military um, background has benefited uh, you in business? I think um, it benefits well because, you know, as a soldier, an airman, et cetera, I know it's a Marine Corps. I saw your badges when I walked in, so I want to leave everybody <laughs> out. But um, we learned how to be disciplined to work well under pressure and a lot of other things that you just don't get in the commercial space. So um, every day is a, a new day on the business side of the house. There's gonna be a lot of no's, a lot of doors shutting your face and things like that, but who knew that the military would prepare me for such a time as this? So I think the grit you get from 
having to run God knows how many miles from boot camp and to get <laughs> yelled in your face and you know all those types of things. I think it just kind of builds you up for being an entrepreneur. I think personally that we do it best. You know, I've seen people that haven't had the same experiences, and you know they don't they don't have the same type of finesse as veterans in business. So awesome! Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Um, Lonye, would you like to add um, to that? I think uh, Venus really hit it out the park with that. Um, what I would add is that the military also teaches you um, uh, really how to be a good follower. And I know that sounds uh, crazy, right? But when you follow, the military has you following a mission, right? Not necessarily a person. And so I think that followership really is kind of getting you leadership and training, right? And so I think, um, and when you do that, it is, that has really helped me grow my, my business because that's what I'm a servant, right? And that's what you do, you're serving your clients. And so from a servant perspective and as a follower, if you have a leader and if you are, if your focus is on making sure that that person is successful, and even if it's not that person, you're making sure that the warfighter or the mission is successful, it kind of really, you know, it's, it's really gonna keep you focused and it's gonna keep you committed. And so that same thing happens when you, when you have a company. And so the majority of the contracts I have came from people that I supported in the past, right? And at the time of supporting them, they were leading. And so once uh, once I got into a position where I had my company, because I was a good follower, then who did you think that they want to come and hire? Because they know that when you put me on a job, I'm going to follow your mission. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to lead with your intent in private, whether I agree or not. We're going to sit down, we have discussions. I'm going to be your advisor. But when that door is opened and I walk out, I'm going to be committed to the mission and I'm going to be committed to um, ensuring the success of anybody I support. And I really think that that is really instilled in us in the military. Thank you. So, you know, you said something that I think is key and that excellence is colorblind and it's genderless. And, and uh, I think that's one thing that as a military member, we carry a brand uh, that is undeniable and is definitely a great foundation for, for uh, business. So um, um, let me ask you, uh, Venus, so, you know, it's, being in business is scary. Um, how do you push past that fear? So that's a crazy question for me because I've never been afraid. Uh, <laughs> It, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so this is not my first business, but it is the first time that I've replaced my job as my business. Um, again, you mentioned earlier that I've been in tech for over 20 years, and that means I started when I was three, because I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you said 41, but I'm not sure who you're talking about. Yeah, that would be me. I'm talking about the other one. Right. It had to be. That would be me. <laughs> But um, I don't know, I've, I've never been afraid. I think you don't go into even doing something as small as filing your LLC paperwork or the EIN. You know what you're getting yourself into, you should know. You know, I know there's a big, there's all these hashtags about boss this and boss that. That's not what business is about, you know. You, you, when you get in the trenches and when you're standing in front of a customer like a government or, you know, we have banking and healthcare as our customer, there is no, being, you know, you have to be fearless. And as a woman in technology, a black woman in technology is that, you know, I'm one of the only 
sometimes the only one in the room. So you have a lot of things kind of roadblocks standing in your way. I don't think I knew what I was getting myself into. So no fear at all. Awesome. <laughs> um, Lanier Brandilyn, because I know Brandilyn also works in, in the IT arena. So even though you may be on the corporate side, the diversity, uh, you know, both in color and gender, it's, it's not necessarily uh, brown, let me put it that way. So what are your thoughts on, on that? I think she brought up a very good point that I'd like to expand on. So I, I think that um, the responsibility of us at the corporate level is to lend a voice and exposure to underrepresented groups. Um, and you're right, excellence is truly genderless, it's colorless. And when you are in a position to step back and really evaluate companies for who they are, what they have the potential to accomplish, the conversation becomes very different. Um, and I think also, you know, you have to examine, um, as a minority-owned business, what the track record of the company is that you are attempting to work with. You have to be smart about it, because not all customers are good customers. Not all growth is smart growth. Um, and at Verizon, I can say that um, in 2019, we did 5.15 billion with small business, yes. demonstrating the commitment. Um, On the public sector side alone, so we um, we face federal, state, local education. Um, we do about 42% of our work with small business across a number of our contracts. That's an impressive number. Um, there is a requirement that we have to, from a compliance perspective, to work with small business. Government expects us to do that, and we deliver on it, but we exceed that. Yeah. And we don't exceed it because we have some internal quota. We exceed that because the companies we work with are excellent. And they understand the mission. And you know, what better companies than those already, you know, led by people who have experience in the DOD world, yes. you know, with the military and can actually speak to those missions. Awesome. 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 Um I think, um, Lanya, you want to chime in before we move on? Um, yeah. So um, I think um, I, I like how Venus said fearless, right? I do want to add one thing that's very so. Venus and I randomly, we 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 when we started the Vet Biz Lady program, we were on a conference call. And Venus, uh, I think you either text me or email me like, is this the line Venus and I were at station at our first duty station together. We were like 19 years old, right? So uh, it's, it's uh, a really good feeling to see kind of your sister in arms up here, right? But um, to what Venus said, and, I, and, and Venus is fearless, and I remember her being fearless when we were young kids. Um, I think that um, for me, um, I think the challenges, the challenges that you go through as a woman, um, and I won't say necessarily a woman, only woman in entrepreneur, like a woman in large companies, a, a woman in uh, the federal government, um, we all face a lot of challenges. And what happens, I think, when you face those challenges, and, and you do, you get in a situation where you're going to be kind of discarded, disrespected. Um, but when you face those challenges, what they end up doing is, you know, you look like, damn, am I being punished? Because I know I'm doing a great job, right? But I'm getting overlooked. 
Um, I'm doing a great job, but I'm not getting promoted, right? I'm doing the right thing, but I'm not getting a seat at the table. And so what happens with that is, you know, the more people jab, you, uh, you start learning how to fight, right? So another jab, they knock you down, you're getting up, right? So um, another punch, you move it to the side, you learn each time. So what happens is, as you keep jabbing and sparring, you end up becoming a fighter. And so at the end of that, you just know, like me, I feel like I'm a heavyweight champion. You're not going to put nothing in front of me. I'm, not, I'm going to win, right? Yes. And so once you, once you get into that mind, once you get into that mind frame of, of I'm going to win, there's no way I'm going to lose, and figuring out that that wasn't punishment. You were preparing me, actually. Yes, Thank you. You know? So I appreciate that preparation. And um, you do get to the point where you're a fighter. But still being honest about the situation, right? You still are walking in the room and you are a unicorn. And sometimes the unicorn is not a, a beautiful unicorn. It's like, damn, I feel out of place. And so, um, so you still do, and I still, to this day, as much as I have accomplished, there, there are rooms that I walk into that I have to remind myself, you a fighter girl, come on, get in here, right? When I go present to people who don't look like me, who people who don't talk like me, um, and I think that um, what, what that happens initially when it happens, you start conforming, right? You're trying to perform. I used to walk in there and be like, hi, I'm Lange. How are you? You know, it came across odd and weird and, uh, and it didn't work well. But every time you perform, you're like losing a, a little a piece of yourself and you're not going to translate well to the people that um, need to hear you. And so um, we still, still have that voice in your head sometime of, you know, self-doubt. I think that still exists for all of us. Um, but you just gotta remember, we are just all made wonderfully. You know, everything is working in your favor. That's the truth, right? Mm -hmm. Those jabs, those knockdowns, they're all working in your favor. You have to remind yourself of that and you have to walk in there like a fighter and win. So, uh, ladies, uh, how do you stay true to yourself? Because, you know, someone said something to me uh, last year that changed my perspective of myself. And they said, Michelle, you know, you were a colonel in the Air Force. You were the first black female to make colonel in your Air Force specialty. That's cool. However, have you ever thought about what it would be like if you didn't have those constraints? those limitations. So while the military helped us, right? <clears throat> and they do, they train us, we learned a lot, but we did it in the box that they said that we should. We, we, we know the regulations, the violations, you, you, UCMJ, don't do that, do this. How do you all stay true to yourself? Because we've been raised in a, a culture where we stay in this box but yet, as business owners, now you can wear what you want, do what you want. How do you stay, what do you do to stay grounded and how do you stay true to yourself and the values you're espousing in your products and services? So as the only woman that walked in this building with a hat on her head and uh, second. <laughs> yes, ma'am, you wear it well. But uh, I received stares from the door. They probably wouldn't have thought that I was a speaker and definitely not an owner of a multi-million dollar tech company, right? So um, there's beauty in being authentic. And again, we had to fit in this certain box in the military. We all had to be the same. Lanye, when she saw me, she remembered that I had my hair slicked back a certain way and everything else. But, um, when I got out, it was a different story. So as a, again, a black woman that owns a technology company, as long as I know that when I open my mouth and I talk about emerging technology, the internet of things, AI, 
you know, schematics and algorithms. You probably wouldn't even expect me walking in like this to do those things, right? But I'm confident in how I show up like this because I know how I show up when I open my mouth is gonna be like you expect, like our white male counterparts or what have you. So um, I'm authentic because I, I, I study, I know what I'm doing when I walk in the room. It's some things that I have to learn on the spot, but, um, just a confidence in who you are. I think it comes across well when you're talking to your customer or people that you're gonna be lifting as you climb. You know what I mean? Just um, be confident in who you are. It comes across very well. And it's an inside job, right? Absolutely. It's the inside work, right? Absolutely. Right. Ladies, absolutely. I'll, I'll open it up to the other yeah, people. Um, absolutely, I think, um, Venus, you, you really hit the nail on the head. I think it's, um, being prepared goes a long way, right? And we really do have to be um, probably more prepared than our counterparts when we walk in because we already look, we look different, right? And so it's gonna be some preconceived notions about who we are and what we stand for. Um, and, and, you know, and my partner's here, but she, that she talk about me because they say I, I paint my clothes on, right? I always have on something tight, but I put a blazer on, right? That's how I stay true to myself, right? I can't tight underneath, but blazer on over the top, right? But um, I do think that it, it you really do have to, um, like G.I. said, it really is something, it, it really is an inside job. It really is about kind of how you feel at your core. That is, um, and I'm going to be honest, that's an area that I struggled with for a long time. I just was telling, I took, just took braids out of my hair. It was my first time wearing braids, but I was very self-conscious in uh, the circles that I ran from a, from a government contract and um, perspective on being too ethnic. Um, and so, and, 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 and that was, and I, I, and I have to be honest, that definitely was a struggle for me. And, um, but once I got the braids, even though they sound so small, it was just so refreshing, you know, I, it did. And I think that once you stay true to yourself, the doors open up for you. They really do. People know when you're not being authentic, the doors open up for you. Um, I think it's, it, it really is. It's amazing. And I think that once you stay true to yourself, you are really going to connect with the people that you need to connect with. And, and we are in a different time. We really are with times that we were not allowed to even walk through the door. What's happening now with even the larger companies, I think they're realizing that um, they do need these niche small, small business, not about you know how long or how old you are and how you look. They're looking for innovation. And, and let me tell you, this is where innovation is. Yes. We are here building for tomorrow. We are, when you talk to these, when you talk to companies like us, we are passionate. It's not like talking to a, a group of people on the boardroom. I'm passionate about cybersecurity. I drink, sleep, eat it. I love it. I will go in there when I talk to you and tell you how I'm going to transform your program to the point you're ready to lay the red carpet out, right? <laughs> and you forgot that, you know, I'm from Chicago and I talk with a swag and have braids, right? You see that passion and you know at the end of the day we're going to be committed. And I think that that is not only that we're true to ourselves, times have, have, have really changed that allow us, I think, in general to be um, more authentic. You're listening to Women Veterans, 21st Century Issues and Opportunities, a professional development seminar featuring Michelle Gardner, Inc., Venus Quaites, Lanye Ford, Brandilyn Collins Garrison, and Sergeant Major Michelle Jones. Brought to you by the Global Catalyst for Change, the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference, 
where we make the untapped potential possible. Be sure to check out our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Do we have the Venus and Serena of, of, of veteran women? <laughs> These sisters are bad, I'm telling you. So, so next question. Um, how do you maintain harmony and balance? Because I'm going to tell you, these ladies, I will text them wee hours late, and they are responding. How do you, and I'm, I'm not going to say balance. I'd rather say yeah. harmony, right? Yeah. Because when you say balance, that means something's down and something's up. And I think uh, people who do it right find the harmony. And how do I make this balance of work and life inter interchange, and sometimes one may take up a little more space than the other. So ladies. Um, so I think I'm happy that you added the harmony piece in there. Because you look at balance, you're talking about things are, are kind of even, right? For, I would say for the majority, especially of small business owners, especially if, you, if you're if a new small business owner, um, there's no such thing as balance. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I think when we started, when I started my company. How long ago uh, was that? I, I need y'all to find that one. Uh, when I started my company, which was uh, five years, and this is my partner. It's a seat right up here for you. That's the, that's the R to the low. <laughs> and so um, hey, lady. Uh, when we started our company about five years ago, um, we, you know, you really have to bootstrap. We weren't in a situation where we had some angel investors or you can go to the bank and get some funding. And so what happened was um, we didn't pay ourselves for four years. Four years we didn't pay ourselves. Four years. Um, I still got up. I had two small kids, my wife, a three and a four-year-old. And, um, and my partner, this was our only source of income, which was zero. And um, we still, we got up, we worked, we worked hard. I would get up in the middle of the night with the kids. I would wake up and go to work at the Pentagon. I would come home and then I would be clocking into Arlo, maybe off of three or four hours of sleep, right? So you really don't have that balance. But if you're not going to have that balance, what happens is you really have to have a strong why as to why you do this. Like you have to have, it has to be so, pa you have to be so passionate or you're going to just give up. So I think that what, what really kept us going is that strong why. And so from from a, a harmony perspective, I think, because harmony is like, you know, the difference between balance and harmony. Harmony is like, okay, beautiful music, right? And I think that's what we make. And I and I absolutely love what I do. Like, I love it. I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. And I want to show, and I also want to show um, young brown and, and black girls that this is possible. You can be an owner of an IT tech company. You can be a cybersecurity expert. You can't be from Jersey and Chicago and, and make millions of dollars. It is possible. You still can come in there with your braids and your slang and still do the same thing. And so that is a very strong why for both of us. Um, and, you know, and I go hard. I have a good time, right? And that's how I have, <laughs> I, I have a good time. You may see I'm here today and tomorrow I might be standing on the table with a bottle. Who knows, right? I really, I say that to be transparent. I have a good time. That is really how I keep balance. Well, harmony, not necessarily balance. I do what makes me happy. Excellent. 
Okay, so uh, again, thank you for changing because I don't, I don't even understand what balance is these days. But I'll echo what Lanye said. I can't imagine doing anything else. Um, I actually started my company because um, I moved back to New York from being all over the world for, I can't be 16 years because I told you guys I started when I was three. But So uh, I left in the 90s to go to the military and um, I came back for family reasons. And I'm also, in addition to being a president and CEO, a caretaker of my father. So um, in and of itself, that comes with a whole bunch of different set of challenges. So um, I came there and worked for this company. I was the only black person in the entire building and woman that was in technology. So um, I would have these conversations with my mother on the phone to, and to work every morning. And then I get to the elevator and she would hear the other person in the elevator say, oh, floor two. Floor two was where the majority of the brown people that were that worked in the building. But I worked for a bank in their technology, enterprise technology um, sector. And uh, the people on the second floor scanned checks for the bank. So they just assumed when I got on the floor on the elevator that I was going there. So. You know, it didn't bother me because military, you understand your mission when you get out the car, right? So I'm even killed. However, I have this mother who was never military. What are they doing? I didn't know what What day you like on the floor two? You on the floor three with the deaf people, you know? So, you know, I had that. So a few years into that, I had had enough, you know, had enough to being looked over and, you know, all these other things. And um, when I'm in the room, they'll pass their business card to my junior counterparts, but me, they would think I was the secretary. Yeah. So, you know, after that, I started my company because I'm not the one that pickets. I'm the one that makes changes and creates solutions, you know. So I started a company to make it easier for more brown girls to see that it was possible, again, to be in technology and to, you know, not give up early because you're the only one in the room, you know. So... I don't know about the harmony. I'm doing exactly what I want. What do I do for fun? I get up. Well, I don't get up. I am up until five in the morning, yes. you know, working on proposals or whatever else, yes. because I go hard for this. I think I had, I've had enough time to travel the world. And, you know, if you randomly saw me on the internet somewhere, I might've been in Tanzania climbing Mount Kilimanjaro one day. That was a few years ago. And, you know, all these other things, but now it's, it's time to get at it. You know, it's a small window I think we have, you know, yeah. to just do these amazing things and I'm I'm all in. So that's my harmony. Yeah. I tell her she's in beast mode both beast mode. all the time. Oh, beast all mode. All the time. <laughs> that's something everyone at the table has in common. Yes. You're walking in your purpose, you believe in what you do. Yes. Um, and you just couldn't see it any other way. Um, and, and for me, my, you know, my story is that I have a great ecosystem, both at work and at home. Um, you know, I have a husband who's in the room. Um, so, you know, we have four kids. Um, and, and my mom is busy. Busy. Right? Very young, too. Very young. But we, you know, we have the right synergy at home and then at work we have the right support there too. Everyone has busy lives, everyone on the team, you know, has children or has parents they're taking care of. And, you know, having leadership that understands and accepts that um, in conjunction with that partnership 
um, in your, yes, your yes. private space, whether those are friendships and family relationships, whether it's a spouse, mm-hmm. um, finding support where you can get it will enable you to continue to walk to Absolutely. your purpose. Beautiful. Just beautiful. So I, I think that I've asked enough questions. Do we have, so I don't want to, you know, um, take up time and not allow you, the audience, to ask some questions. Are there some folks who have questions? Please, just stand up. Yes. Hi. 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 Um, so, one of us, thank you guys. My name is Macy Shelley. I'm actually the CEO of um, Tech Startup, too. I started about a little over a year ago. Congratulations. So, my company is called Carpe Diem Social, but we actually just released a new dating app on the market called Carpe Diem. Good pitch. That was good. Um, and I just want to say that like this is like a little bit of a full circle moment because I was just moderating the panel before, and it was an emerging tech panel, and it was um the there was it was a room full of students who were trying to get into STEM. One of the things that I said at the end was you know think about how you guys can build businesses instead of working for a business, right? Because a two hundred thousand dollar paycheck is great, but like a multi million dollar paycheck for a business is and so, you know, we think about levels there, you know, starting the youth are like up here, right? So, you know, hearing your stories about how you guys have you know transformed your businesses into multi-million dollar businesses is just so inspiring. And where we are right now is we're actually raising funds. You know, you guys said that you didn't do that. We raised from friends and family, we've been bootstrapping with our own um, capital, and now we're walking into those rooms with investors mm-hmm. and um and seeing the reaction the same way that you guys mm-hmm. have done before. And do you guys have any advice for that? I don't know if you guys ever raised any capital um, or if you guys just did it by generating revenue from your companies. So I'm an entrepreneur in residence for a venture development organization in the state of New York called Launch New York. So I mentor companies like yours that have <laughs> trying to let me check my calendar you know? <laughs> no, but, um, but no so I am the one I the reason why I launch is in the name probably because it's a nod to the Air Force and all these things did anybody else in the Air Force your family thought you flew planes and things yep, like that yep. <laughs> you know so launch uh, is probably the third business that has it in there because of the significance of the name but I'm a beast at the launch so it's a lot of other things at your stage where um, you can't get out of your own way. It's a lot of things you have to deal with personally. And I don't think a lot of uh, mentors that mentor you understand that part. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're in Series A f- funding and all these other things, we're buying into you, you know, the person. Yeah. So it's not your fantastic product or anything else. You may have a fantastic product, but you're showing up differently. You're all over the place. You're erratic, crazy. You can't handle anything. You know, so I kind of work within. You have to make sure you're strong because there's a lot of other things that are going to be coming along the way. Again, the nose and the, especially with, you know, getting funded. You think you have the most fantastic product in the world, but everybody else hates it. You know what I mean? You have to be ready for that type of thing or being able to pivot because they don't like it like this. But if you change a little bit this way, you know what I mean? So listen more than you speak. You may think you have a fantastic product, but it's people with the money that understand better. So, and then work within. You know, um, you're gonna hear a lot of noise. You know, chew on what you can, the, the real meat and spit out the fat. So there's a lot of other things, but, and don't give up. It's a long road ahead. Yes, okay. Yeah, and I'll, I'll add to that um, because I, 
Um, what one thing I really agree with what Venus said is that at that stage, people are buying into you, um, and and I think that we learned that a little later because at first, like again, we would have to, and I'm not lying, we would have to get Arlene's husband to come with us because some of the men wouldn't necessarily want to talk to us, and they would be addressing him. And so, um, but then what happened is once Arlene and I started doing pitches together, and people saw um, our chemistry and our commitment and drive people really start buying into us right mm -hmm. even though we're small it was it was about us um but i would say specific to your question about raising capital um we were we we were not for we would not we didn't raise capital right we tried to go out for loans um multiple times and were we were denied and so um and i know that you told the young folks about hey focus on getting a business versus joining the company but I'm gonna be honest, there's nothing wrong with working with a company. It really isn't. Um, you learn a lot of valuable things when you work for a company, the right company. And um, many of us that do not have funding, that's how you bootstrap yourself, right? You have, that's how we survive. We did 50-50 split for everything. I'm talking about down to our business plan, right? But we had to, I worked for four years as I built the company. So I don't think that there's anything wrong with working. And I also think that I gained a lot of um, our customer base yep. that way, right? Because I'm actually working for the folks that need those services. So when I was in a position to offer those services to them, we've already built the trust. Everything, every contract that we have right now yes. really derived from me working. Yes. with the company yes. um, and building trust. So yes. it's a, it's a, it's very, I, I think that's, um, uh, that's a valuable experience. Yeah. Another question? Um, I have a question. So my name is Debbie. I um, am the head of work on the culture for a mid-sized nonprofit that's in the mm. educational technology space. Uh, I've been in my role for a little bit more than a year, and we are just now getting to the point where we're really focusing on university. So I saw this particular session and like literally screamed in my office. Mm -hmm. um, because we're a nonprofit, because we're in the educational technology space, we're trying to figure out a way to partner with veterans. It's not just about we want to hire you, but mm. it's about we want to help. Yes. And so my question is about what can an organization like ours do to help veterans? In their transition to a civilian So I want to take that question, if you all don't mind. Um, I work in the Department of Veteran Affairs Small Business Office. So um, I have some cards up front, and let's talk. I don't want to take any time, to, but but we are looking for partnerships with education, nonprofit, corporate, business to help veteran women and veterans, period, male, get business. We do great on homelessness, we do great on health, but we are not, and we're helping people get jobs, but we are not necessarily helping people expand their economic opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so that, I'd love to talk to you about that. Next question, yeah. I'm sorry. Thought, yes ma'am. I don't have a question, a question, but I do have a statement. Yes. I am not a veteran. I'm not a tech person. I'm a middle school teacher. Okay. And to the ladies that want to come with there, I want to apologize to y'all because when I came in, I was excited about meeting my cousin. <laughs> 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 and I didn't shake 
I didn't shake your hand with you. I tell you, thank you for telling me to come up front because it's Please. a pleasure to be in the greatness of, of the women that's here today. And I hope some of that greatness just jump over one Thank you. It's exciting when you see family. I get it. Thank you. Before we go, before uh, we go to another question, I want to give um, um, Michelle Jones two minutes to talk about what she's doing. Hello, everyone. First of all, you know I do not need a microphone. Oh yeah. <laughs> Are you recording? I hate a microphone. Um, um, I apologize for my back. Uh, really, first of all, I want to say to the ladies that have started their own business, um, and most importantly, that to me that you've partnered with each other. And for corporate America, Brandy Lynn, for you to, Brandy, Brandy Lynn, okay, this is the right, for you to actually reach out and, and enhance everything that they're doing. So it is amazing. Um, I will say this, I hate when people say that women cannot work together. Um, I agree. I'm, I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna keep it real, I'm from Baltimore. It puts me at the highest level of pissivity. Okay. <laughs> so my entire staff, when I retired, I was the command sergeant major of the entire Army Reserve, responsible for 1.2 million soldiers and family members. My entire staff were African American women. Okay. And dared anyone Absolutely. to say something. Yeah. Okay. I literally <laughs> said, I'll go around the Pentagon and point out every other office that doesn't look like me. But anyway, yeah. what I want to share with you is this. Number one, I am a, also a business owner. You decide what you want your business to look like if that's what you want to do. Okay. Um, I don't want a, a organization or a business that has multiple people in it because the brand is me. Yeah. Okay, so when you decide to go out and be an entrepreneur, decide what you really want it to look like. Do you want that level of responsibility? I am passionate about what I do. Do I bring other people in uh, to enhance what I need to do, what I may be contracted to do? And I have contracts in both the federal space, private sector, entertainment, you name it. Okay, the other thing that I would say, once you do start your own businesses, to start looking at how you can sit on corporate boards, okay, mm -hmm. corporate boards to enhance what you're doing to expand your network to get more corporate sponsorship across the board. So those are some of the things that I say. The other thing, um, I got about 37 seconds, is this. The one thing that I'm doing now, continuing the mentoring and the coaching piece, the other thing is working with the middle schools, the high schools, and showing the young ladies that you can yeah. and you will. Yeah. Absolutely. It is so instrumental that they see any woman of color, okay, be you from New York or someplace like that, okay, like if you're over in California, you know, or even if you're from down south, it doesn't matter, okay, or you could be from Paris, you know, wherever, but you have to be a woman of some other ethnicity so they can see it. So that is one of the things I've probably spoken to about 65,000 youth over the last several years. I am entering into my fifth decade of adulthood. Fifth decade means my 60s. Okay, soon, very soon. And so what I say to you, as you go on your journey and anyone else, any other woman that is in their business place or in their business space, what do you want your business to look like? Not just monetarily, yeah. okay, 
but five, 10, and 15 years. Because as you said, the more, more blessings that, or more blessings that you give, the more blessings you'll get back. And your businesses, your legacy, and I always say your individual accomplishments tells me what you did. However, the legacy that you leave tells me how you lived your life. And a legacy never dies. So my, my congratulations. I wish you guys so much success. Um, continue the partnerships, get on the boards, um, get out into the community as well, and don't let it just be the here and now, yeah. that it is truly a legacy, not just the money, okay? Because yeah. trust me, the money gonna come, all right? So thank you very much. I got a mentoring session I gotta do. I hate to run, but I am here all throughout today and tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You can tell she's still in that command sergeant major mode. Did you tell? Could you tell? Girl, I'm troops. Troops, could you tell? Could you tell that? I can tell. Awesome. Other questions? Yes. Hey, okay. Okay. Here is another one of our vet biz ladies, accomplished. Denise Bacon, doing it also. Just brilliant. PhD. Go, come on, girl. Uh, what I wanted to do was reiterate with the command sergeant major, and I was in the army, even though I was a colonel, I always thought command sergeant majors ran the army. Uh, however, what I wanted to do was reiterate what she said about corporate boards. There is training for that. Seek it. And don't wait until you think you're ready. Do it early on. Leverage what you do in the community. There are several women who have gotten on corporate boards because they were doing community service. They were at that higher level, at the community level. So leverage everything. Do not say that because I am in the PTA, I cannot go into a business. What you did for the PTA got them money. Therefore, get your own. Without a doubt, each of the women in here has something that they bring to the table. Yeah. And that's what you can leverage for yourself. But again, what she said, that corporate board, that puts you on a different level. And it also benefits your business because they will come to you for contracts, for community, for networking. So awesome. that's that. Yeah. Thank you, Denise. Any, uh, any other questions? Um, G, I'm, I'm gonna uh, add, I wanna add to that. Can the, can, before we go, mm -hmm. um, I think we're at time. Okay. Are we close to the time? So I'm going to ask, you can say Go what ahead. you need to say, Go but ahead. I want you all to give some last comments as well, along with that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> got it. Okay. I got to make sure, you know, Colonel G, I don't play. I'm like, dress right, dress. What do I do next? <laughs> um, so, um, I wanted to, first I wanted to say about um, what I was going to mention about not only corporate boards, but partnerships, um, like with, we look at um, our customers as large businesses as well as uh, customer base. So um, having people like Brandilyn here um, is really instrumental. I mean, it, it, for small businesses, it opened doors that would never be open to us, right? So companies like Verizon that's really reaching out and not just doing it to check a box, because 
people do do it just to check a box. And then you have people that are passionate about it, like Brandilyn. And she's and she rides us hard, right? <laughs> she she's laughing, but she really does, and she really pushes us, um, and she brings us to the table. And for us, that is the most important part. Not we're not asking for you to give us anything, but let's just give us a seat at the table. That's all yeah. we need. And it's very difficult for us to get that. But when you have the power of these large companies behind you, that you can at least get a seat at the table. So I just wanted to publicly thank you and I know they is back there uh, hiding but um, okay. um, I also from a from a parting words perspective um, I would just say uh, you know and I think everyone has kind of said the same thing but if you are looking at starting a business really really focus on what your passion is you really have to focus on what your passion is. the money may not come for five years but if you do the right thing and you're passionate I promise you the money will come so just stay committed to your passion um, and um, you know you're gonna get some jabs you don't have to learn how to be a fighter yeah this I mean we women we get it we don't we, we're always big about not kind of always highlighting the fact that it's difficult for us or women and it's you know um, it's, it could be your superpower too so you use it for the good and yeah that'll be some bad but it's, it's a lot of learning experiences and the challenges that we go through. It really teaches you how to be a fighter, how to be resilient. And because of that, you know how to work a room, right? You know yes. how to, we are very trans women. We know how to work a room. We know how to read people. Uh, we have compassion. Use all those things to your benefit. That's not a challenge. That's our yes. superpower, you know. Use it. And, um, you know, good luck to everybody. I wish everybody well and success. Awesome. Thank you. Brandy? So, you know, going back to small business, um, not just being the right thing, but the smart thing. So Arlo was the first company that I put in front of directors, the first new company I put in front of directors when I got to Verizon. I haven't been there very long. Um, and I got people in the room. I mean, we were sitting in there, and I was meeting them for the first time face-to-face -face as well, internal to the company, directors, and, and huge accounts billions of dollars, you know, that we that we spend and that we make. Um, and by the time we walked out of the room, they were telling me and giving me instructions to partner with them. As if they <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I say that to say, you know, doing the right thing makes you look good. It advances you. Mm -hmm. It lends credibility to you. It helps complete your mission. And, you know, not shortly after that, um, I said, you know, up on a call, and I say set up because I didn't make the call. <laughs> but when I got feedback from our internal account teams, they were ranting and raving about launch tech. And I'm like, what did she say to them? I mean, so same response, um, walking in the room with them enables me to do my job that much easier. So kudos to both of them because they're just they're phenomenal. They know their subject. They know, they do know how to work a room. Um, <laughs> And I'll also tie up with, are there any students in the room? Good, okay, is anybody in HBCU? No, okay, that's okay. Um, so there is, there are opportunities within your institutions to get into government contracting. So the space in Verizon where I say, again, is public sector. So we are the arm of Verizon that services federal agencies. There are opportunities to work with institutions um, today to hold government contracts. So don't be shy about letting large businesses know what you're doing, what you're innovating on campus. 
get started right now mm -hmm. because that is experience that you can take mm -hmm. with you anywhere, including to the world of entrepreneurship. So. And I'll end with two things. Uh, one, for military, uh, your service does not end when you take off your uniform. So after you, you know, do your end time in service with the military, you should still continue to serve. Um, as Lanye said, you know, her service in the military landed her several uh, opportunities as she started her business. Um, the next one is uh, a great piece of advice I got. Nobody owes you anything. I think sometimes as minorities, especially with all these disadvantaged designations and certifications, you think people are supposed to give you contracts and things like that. That's not how it works. You have to show up and show out when you get in the room and not just wait with your hand open, waiting for them to give you something. You have to come to the table with a solution. So nobody owes you anything. They're not going to give you 40 acres and a mule. I know you're still waiting on it. How long are we still waiting? We're still waiting on that. You know, nobody's giving you that. So, you know, just come prepared, you know, and just make sure, again, show up and show out. Do your due diligence. Do your research, even coming out of school. I have a plenty of people coming out of school that apply for jobs. You applying for the president of the United States and you've been working at the Piggly Wiggly. No, <laughs> like, even if you were, like go above and beyond. Don't just go with what they ask you for. Create an awesome cover letter. Show me how my experience here working at the grocery store bagging can translate into doing the best operations assistant that you want. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like go above and beyond. Don't just go here. Go a little for because again, nobody owes you anything, right? Okay. So, um, wow. What do y'all think? Can we give them a round of applause? I mean, this this has surpassed my. My expectations, uh, I can tell you that being part of this initiative, as I said, has been um, a, a personal mission. And I think we got a lot of takeaways. Uh, be fearless. Um, you know, relationship is important. Look, they met at 19 years old, not knowing that some years later they would be sitting here. So some treat years. everybody right. Relationships are, are, are key. You know, and I met David and Brandilyn at another function, and because of my relationship with other people, they knew, and their relationship with other people, they knew, we were like, oh, they immediately good people. That's how it works. People do business with people who they know and trust. Yeah. And you know when people trust you the most? When you are authentic to yourselves. And I think these ladies have exemplified that. So let's give a round of applause for Small Business Diva and the Serena and Venus of Small Business Veteran Business Women. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Women Veterans, 21st Century Issues and Opportunities, a professional development seminar featuring director, woman veteran-owned small business initiative for the Department of Veterans Affairs, Michelle Gardner, Inc., President and CEO of LaunchTech, LLC, Venus Quates, CEO of Arlo Solutions, Lanye Ford, Federal Business Development Manager for Verizon, Brandilyn Collins Garrison, and Vice Chair of the Defense Advisory Committee for Women in Service, Sergeant Major Michelle Jones. 
If you have enjoyed this presentation, be sure to attend the Bay of STEM Global Competitiveness Conference. For more information on how you, your company, or organization can take part, visit www.bea.org. For college students, contact us at 410-244-7101.